0: The Queensland Island Podcast, the Australian Survivor Recap Podcast, straight from reality TV warriors. My name is Ben from Powell, and joining me today to recap this week of Australian Survivor is a woman who is running on a Ferrari while the rest of us are running Hyundai XLs, Michelle Pistenevan. <laughs> uh, what a great
1: quote that was.
0: Uh, not really. I, I own a Hyundai XL, so...
1: Well, I don't have I don't have any... Um, uh, I, I don't worship, you know, Ferraris and, and oh, Porsche and all, and all that sort of stuff. I don't really care about all that, but... That quote was uh, a bit special.
0: Uh, it'll shock you to find it'll shock you to find out I disagree. But let's get into that later. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So, do due to, you due do to a number of reasons we uh, couldn't really cover the past few weeks of Australian Survivor? It mainly centered around me having strep throat, which is like terrible thing to have when you want to speak or podcast or do anything. Strep throat, cold, a whole bunch of stuff. It wasn't it wasn't fun. So, to make sure we don't we don't lose too much of a gap. We're going to do a mini catch up on the previous six episodes we didn't cover on the podcast, and people who've left in the meantime. So I think we'll just talk about the notable favourite moments from the from the weeks we missed. Great. So this this is from this is from episode three, which is Evans' boot which, to the tribe swap, which was last week. Right. So what are the, what were the big moments you remember from the past few weeks that um, don't include this week so far? Well,
1: the um that tribal was amazing. The tribal, the uh, double, and the swap. The swap, which was, I mean, it, I, I was speechless. Oh yeah, uh, that
0: that episode was all time.
1: That was that was. I would say I'm I'm touting it to be the best tribal ever. I C- think certainly it, up there. Well, I I've always said the the poverty tribal. Was the best tribal ever? Where she just said, "You get an idol, you get an idol." It was a bit like Oprah. Um, (laughs) I just, I don't know. It seemed to surpass that for me, and in the way that I reacted to it, I was just forever jaw dropping, screaming, and um, basically (laughs) just—I just couldn't believe what was going on. It was pretty good. What did you think?
0: I thought it was. I thought it was like definitely something you need to be there for, and definitely something you need to have no prior knowledge of before you watch it because it was spectacular and it's sort of it i sort of think of it as something if i'd found out beforehand that if i'd found out about it beforehand the effect would have been very diminished mm. so it definitely surpassed australian survivor from a cute little a cute little thing that we're trying out to all-time great reality television that definitely needs to have another season because well why do we need another season of the bachelor
1: <laughs> that that those three uh three uh episodes in that week were, were pretty epic just because they sort of bookended that tribal, was amazing.
0: Oh, definitely. Also of note would probably be the uh, the story of Cat Roach, or Cat in the Hat, whatever her name, whatever her nickname is. Because yes. I don't, I do not know how she survived all those episodes against all odds, and the fact, she, and the fact she made it to a tribal swap is a miracle in itself. Like that's just that's sort of like. A message from the higher ups, whatever they may be up there, that if Kat can make it through to a swap, you can achieve anything.
1: <laughs> I know she had she had something on her side, and I know you really wanted her to go to the end. Oh um, yes, but um, yeah, she. I didn't we'll feel discuss, that she was we'll ever going to
0: make it. We'll discuss that wound when it com- when it comes to it when we come to it. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, note, it wasn't as, it wasn't as notably epic as Kat surviving trouble council after trouble council, but we had the. Uh, The rise and fall of Flick's empire where she she and Brooke were building up an empire around themselves and then it came crumbling down around the same time as the Double Boot Trouble Council.
1: Mm, That was interesting.
0: Definitely, yeah. And the fact that they're still there.
1: I know. Just that that Flick and Phoebe, I see them as the two strongest women um, strategy-wise and they're, they're both still there.
0: I would probably have to, probably have to dis- disagree with that. Of course you would. I'd say that the strongest woman so far is Brooke because she somehow managed to get through the entire thing without being targeted at all.
1: Oh, uh, well, if, you, if you're saying strength in that respect,
0: yes. Well, strength strength and Survivor is, to me, being able to get Survivor votes, not have your name brought up, and still be a, a sort of viable threat and a viable... Winner contender as well. That's Brooke, mm. that's Brooke to me because she's managed to get through all this without being targeted once. While well, every single person on her tribe has been targeted so far, except her. I mean, Ki- yeah, Kylie. Okay. Well, her and Pete, but well, he quit. So, mm. I mean, Kylie. Kylie was targeted. Matt was targeted. Connor was was targeted. Uh, Sam was targeted at one point. Flick was targeted, and Nick and Teague were targeted when they came over there. And now Lee. And now Lee is targeted. And Elle is targeted. And Jenna Louise is targeted. And there's like. The only person who hasn't been really been brought up as a viable boot option or a boot option at any point is Brooke.
1: Mm. Is she under the radar?
0: I would say so, yes, but in a good way.
1: Mm. Well, you know what? But because of that tribal council, everything else in those three episodes sort of pales in comparison.
0: I definitely agree with that. But there are a lot of good moments. Like you know, there's not that nothing on television really, really, really up to the grossness besides Kate getting her boil lanced.
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Which they should have shown in full.
1: Well, a lot of fans did want it in full, and then it was put online in full. But it was nothing like the ones that you can see on YouTube and you see all the white stuff spurt out. It wasn't as bad as that. But they did put something in there to help it drain, um, which oh, which is absolutely diabolical. I was feeling her pain. It was awful.
0: I mean, it's it's sort of like a – I'm not one of those people who, like, Frequent sites or videos where you get to see, get to see boils on and zits being popped and lanced and all that sort of stuff, but it's sort of like seeing <laughs> well, a big, seeing a big thing full of pus on somebody getting drained of all the pus through for any means, whether it's like gi- a big old giant pop or squirt, or whether it's like subtly like putting a thing getting a thing in there and drained safely. It's sort of like a bit of zen for me.
1: You know what? It's really gross to watch, and you talking about it now makes me feel sick that i can watch this stuff and you get a certain kind of satisfaction when it's done and you feel better for the person and and those videos are on youtube and if you look at one then obviously all the links to like 10 more come up and you go oh should i watch that one yeah that's
0: (laughs) that's gonna walk your youtube channel for life (laughs) yeah the one the one i have seen i've only seen like one popping video
1: one i'll have to send you a.
0: a no i don't You damaged Don't you dare, Michelle, I'm already probably on like ten watch lists somewhere. I don't need to be any on any (laughs) more. But the one I have seen it was like, you know, just a a big old one bar in the ear and like when she popped it it was like all over the mirror and then she was sort of like wow. She was like I was acting like she just defeated the French or something. Wow. Oh yuck. (laughs) And uh, so I think that's pretty much sums up sums up the uh, sums up the past two weeks as far as moments go. So let's get on the uh the character. And then
1: they swapped. Yeah. And they did the the final thing was the tribe swap, and they all smelt their buffs, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, then let's, let's go on to the uh, the people who have left so far for good and for bad. So sure. first up, we have Evan. In, let's just do, let's just keep it at ten words or less. So Evan.
1: I can't even remember him. Who <laughs> was Evan? <laughs>
0: uh, the drama teacher.
1: <gasps> yes, the one who thought he could act. Yes, he didn't act very well. Well,
0: my thoughts He's... on my thoughts on him: uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. Well, there you go. Right. So Peter in 10 words or less.
1: Peter, see, these are people that don't didn't really, you know form a great impression with me.
0: That's a lot more than 10 words. Sorry. I. I liked him, but why was he out there? <laughs> yeah. Okay, next up, Barry.:
1: Barry, look, he was too diplomatic for his own good. That's 10 words or less.
0: Yeah, nice person, but didn't like him when didn't like him not playing ball.
1: Mm, exactly, and no one else did either.
0: Yeah. Last up, we have Tegan. Tegan, um, I don't
1: think
0: I don't actually surpri- surprisingly, I, I can't. I might actually, actually have to go over the ten word limit, well just a little bit.
1: Really? Like, go for like,
0: it. Like, uh, well, not by. I'm not gonna have like a paragraph about her, but she's very much an arch type of the of the bikini girl who works with a guy, gets swapped, gets swapped fucked, and then uh, tries to play the game. Or well, Actually, it does play the game, but according to the edit, she like picks up her edit picks up, and then she's immediately booted. She was like under the radar for like five episodes, and then she then her edit picked up, and then she got booted. That was mm-hmm. pretty much taken.
1: Well, the edit p- picked up because she was going to be booted, obviously. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Although Modern Survivor doesn't even, doesn't really even really do that to some people anyway. They just like um they boot them without even giving them a confessional. Yes. Anyway, we've got a we've got a whole week of Australian Survivor to talk about, so let's get on to it. Let's go. Previously on Australian Survivor, three tribes became two. Old alliances were split in two, and old enemies were reunited. So we got a lovely scene of a whiny little baby screaming at Jenny Louise after five minutes. Wasn't that fun? Uh, Craig found the clue to the hidden immunity idol, and Kat turned on our old tribe mates. So who will be going home this week? <laughs> I'm asking a question. Who's going home this week?
1: He's going home this week. Yeah, I'm joking. You wanted me to tell you. I'm you know
0: he's going. I'm <laughs> uh, anyway, on the vow we have uh first up we have Craig who uh has some idol antics where he tries and fails to find the idol of the vowel because of the clue it says you need to be at high tide, and you know it's probably, it's, been, it's, been, it's been so long since the idol's actually been hit on the vow it's probably like becoming part of the environment by now. No. Like
1: the three
0: I'd, like three eyed raven.
1: Well, yeah, and, and crowds probably dig it down even deeper than wherever it is.
0: <laughs> oh, Definitely.
1: Um, what did annoy me with this episode is Andrew just keeps talking about who the the four old Aganora are and who's in his alliance, and how many times did we have to listen to him say that?
0: Well, considering how the end of the week ended, I'd say enough.
1: <sighs> too much.
0: So, yeah, I definitely agree with that, though. Enough, but too much anyway. But we also get a scene of Kate teaching Christy yoga. Which yes. is pretty funny because she gets them falling over.
1: Mm, that was interesting. Balance is hard in yoga. Yeah,
0: yeah Christie's um, Christy's uh, using the opportunity to try and bond with a new tribe to survive. Just on the scene. It's a nice scene, but Christy's like me at yoga. I've tried doing those poses where you have to hold yourself off the ground with just your hands, and it's always gonna ended the exact same way. <laughs> I can I do can, a, I can like I can do a head I can do a headstand, but that's the extent of my yoga. Ability.
1: That's funny. I don't think I can do a headstand. Could do a cartwheel. That's not yoga though. Um, I like that when Phoebe saw her doing that, she said, Oh, Christy's making a bit of an effort now and she was worried because Kat was smiling and happy and that um, it, it you know, I I know Phoebe's a good she's a good strategist and but I thought she was being too cocky before, and you know she had complete control, and then she went to absolutely nothing.
0: I did find that funny though, because she was like, yeah. "Wait, wait, they're not, they're not, they're not unhappy and um, not making an effort. Why aren't they? Why are they unhappy? Why? Did, what could possibly happen to make them happy? <laughs> <laughs> this is not like them at all." Exactly. She pretty much talks about how they've jumped ship on them, on them because they, because you know, she did a pretty terrible job of keeping them close, especially after the non-boot trouble council thing. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's, mm. full, it's followed mm-hmm.
0: up. It's followed up by like Kat, like pretty much telling Craig as to everything about the agonoid dynamics, and then uh, talking about how she's stuck up a vow with the one person she hates, Rowan. Uh, I am, I am Rowan partial, which is a, a surprise given like his archetype in Survivor is usually bad. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think of an example of what I'm thinking of. Like
1: his portrayal was a a, a bit of both actually. He, it, he was. Portrayed as a bit, um, a bit dumb, but also as a strategist. At the same time, I could see him being both.
0: I have thoughts on Rowan. I'll get to I'll get to that when we get close to the end of the episode. But speaking of, he does actually talk about playing the idol, which he doesn't actually feel comfortable doing because it's dishonest. Which is a weird mindset to have. But either way, we go over to with the Boring Tribe now, where Jenna Louise gets to talk about being alone beca- because Nick is an asshole. Have I mentioned that?
1: Yeah, I don't mind Nick. I don't mind him.
0: Tries I away. like he someone tries,
1: who's trying.
0: But he tries way too hard.
1: I know, but he's calmed like, down a bit. Well, his edits calmed down anyway.
0: He ripped off a Courtney Yates quote last week. That Did he really? Remember. Yeah, like, um, remember when... Remember when he was, uh, they sent up who won a reward and then he was like, boo rice, yay reward.
1: Oh, that's right. I was wondering if I'd heard that before.
0: And I was like, I will key your fucking car.
1: Oh, stop.
0: <laughs> so JL talks about how she can't feel sorry for herself and she needs to pick up her game and make connections, which, uh, well, She, she not... tries a little bit. Well, she, she tries and it seems to work, but it's like, oh my God, it's so boring. Cause like. We get a scene after that of J.L. asking about Sam's clean shirt. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so boring. I mean, I showed, I a few hours ago, I, I linked you something funny. It was that TV interview of the Olympian Ryan Locke, I think his name is, mm. where he's talking about his new reality show. And then after the interview ends, the new anchors like start laughing hysterically because he's so boring and they're asking where are they going to get footage for that. <laughs> that's that's me with Sam. Because like, his only scene in this episode was really like, him, talk, him talking about how, how his, his shirt is clean now because he cleaned his shirt. And it's like, oh, my God, it's such a skintillating television.
1: You know what? He does a lot of uh, uh, physical stuff that we can look at and, and you know, is good. But to verbalize anything, he doesn't really, he doesn't talk,
0: does he? Cute face, shame about the personality.
1: Hmm.
0: Not that he has a bad personality, it's just he has a boring personality. He's boring. He's so boring. God, he's so boring.
1: This, well, I don't, he just doesn't have anything to say for the edit, does he?
0: That's, that's my guess as well. Anyway, we're a war challenge where it's the classic mud challenge where everyone has to cover themselves in mud for a mud pit and scrape it off into a trough. The first tribe to fill their trough with mud wins reward, which is a jungle spa with showers, hot water, soap, toothpaste, razors, champagne, and cheese. And, uh,. Funny thing about this is Flick acting as though like she's at a, at the family reward and she's about to see her family. She's like going hysterical and almost crying over you raz- know why over raises. She,
1: she wants and, and cheese. I would I would do the whole thing just for cheese.
0: Ah, uh, fair enough. But like uh, the, the nutritionist in me is thinking, uh, cheese and bubbly after weeks of nothing. Um, as Melisandre says on Game of Thrones, the night is going to be dark and full of terrors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
0: For real though, that's like, that's like, I mean, you know, you know how, you know how like there's occasional discussions on Survivor about like, uh, about how they have to shit in the ocean.
1: (laughs) You have sworn so much on this podcast. (laughs) God. Hey,
0: if they don't, if they don't censor shit on on Australian Survivor, it's not a swear.
1: I know they've said it. They've said it twice now.
0: Yeah. Like. Yeah, they talk, they talk, they talk, you know, they, they, if they, the bathroom that night is going to be like, there's not going to be any floaters because it's going to be like, you know, in, in, in several hundred years, it's going to be diving, diving down into the into where the ruins of Smoar once were. And then they're going to find these like yeah. calcified, calcified rocks at the bottom of the, of the, uh, the Uppurli Upil, beach. Oh.
1: All right. Let's talk about the challenge.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's always, a, just... yeah, the challenge is, it's, a, it's always a fun challenge no matter what, because like.
1: Well, what... no, this is, this changed. This is not like your normal normal US challenge for this. Because the US challenge, you get to scrape your own mud off your own body. This one, everyone's scraping mud off your body. It got so highly inappropriate. Yeah,
0: oh like, my it's, lord. It's already fairly inappropriate like as as it starts because it's like you always, you always get scenes, people like just like spending spending all this time groping themselves before and afterwards. Mm. And then this time you have like extended scenes of them talking about how they're groping each other. Because, like, first you get Brooke or Elle getting groped by Nick, who says, and she says, Oh, it's fine. And Sa- 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 then Sam saying, Matt can grab his doodle if he wants. And then Sue screaming, Breasts, breasts at Christy. I know, and, and then. then... And, and they, then
1: you see them. And that they, they, you know what? The girls could do their own bits. But no, the boys. The boys just did everywhere. Like
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they, they're pretty sure they would have been fine with that. They would have said they were fine with that.
1: Oh my god. Also
0: we also we get a pretty gratuitous shot of either Sam or Lee's VPN. Oh really? Do you <laughs> know what VPN is?
1: Yes I do. I am a girl.
0: Oh, it means something different for guys. Oh does it? Yeah.
1: No, don't say it. Don't say dive it. <laughs> it to me.
0: <laughs> I have to say it though
1: but then you have to edit it out.
0: I'm not going to edit it out.
1: What do you no, don't say anything.
0: Why, I, why would I have to edit out a visible penis line? Oh, really? Okay. What do you think it was?
1: Well, with girls it's not penis, it's panty, panty line, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can I, we stop talking about this? I
0: wonder where your mind went. Anyway, uh, I don't Sinap- know. Sinapu win because their people who actually get mud in their hair unlike Vow who will have a commitment to fashion. <laughs> And uh, Sanapu, yada yada yada. The tribe, the tribe enjoys a the reward. They all get to scrub each other, shave, etc.
1: Why didn't they rinse themselves in the ocean first before using up all that fresh water, getting the mud off? That was my question. Uh, I was thinking of water conservation for poor Samoa. Well, well.
0: I guess so. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to ask, did they have? Did they really say they have limited water? I was like, oh, I guess for the environment. I guess. Hmm. Anyway, the scene is off by uh, Jenna Louise, like still wanting to shake things up on the tribe because of how confident and cocky they are. So she approaches Kylie at the reward, who's also on the bottom of the tribe, and throws her a lifeline without saying she's throwing her a lifeline. Like Kylie throws Jenna Louise a lifeline without saying she's throwing her a lifeline. Mm. And uh, it's with that Jenna Louise and it's with that Jenna Louise and Kylie broach the idea of getting Lee and Elle together and somehow getting Sam over and, and overthrowing the majority. Mm. Which I would, I would sort of be for as long as Nick and Matt went first, but you know then they and then Brook then they can run it with Brooke and Flick and and you know do their worst. Yeah. Meanwhile, over in the losing tribe, Vavau, which will be losing forever now, uh, the luscious blue turquoise waves of Samoa around the Vival camp start to look like a Darwin River because of the scrubbing off of my to Sue. <laughs> yes. I've never been to Darwin, so I don't know what a Darwin River looks like, but yeah.
1: It looked a bit like the Melbourne's Yarra, actually.
0: Right. I don't know what that means.
1: Didn't you go to Melbourne? You've been to Melbourne? The Yarra River. It's brown in Melbourne.
0: Uh, whereabouts is the Yarra River?
1: goes through Melbourne, like past the casino all through that way.
0: Like as any other CBD or? Yeah. Oh, okay. I might have been on the wrong side of Melbourne then. Okay. I was like north Melbourne around Brunswick.
1: Right. No, you need to be in the city.
0: Anyway, this is followed up by lovely discussions of, uh, the girls talking about how there wasn't a part of their body that didn't have mud in it. Literally everywhere. Hmm. We'll just, dis- we'll leave, you- we'll leave it at that. Anyway, unless less stubbing news, Rowan tries to throw Kat under the bus to Connor and Andrew, who he thinks are out on the outs of a vow, but he doesn't realise they to test him, and also Kat is like five metres away, so...
1: Yeah, that's always interesting. Cat's always around.
0: Yeah. I don't know what's with everyone on this tribe plotting against people when they're like five meters away or with an earshot, but it always makes for hilarious television, so keep on doing go- that.
1: I mean, it's really easy. Put you put your back to the ocean and see who's coming or put your back to a wall or a rock face or whatever there is around, but no, they just go into the open somewhere.
0: You can't put your back to the ocean. Like, What if uh, we're having a discussion and Honey Rider comes out? That's that's right. I went with Pardon? a James. I went with a James Bond reference.
1: <laughs> what James I, Bond movie is that?
0: Honey Rider, the first one, Doctor No.
1: Oh my gosh, my you're going way back. My God, Michelle, I have seen I'm, it.
0: The, I'm the twenty three. I'm the twenty three year old here.
1: I have seen every James Bond movie, but I uh, yeah, I don't remember quotes from everything.
0: Yeah, I, th- I, don't, I mean, I think generally that I think generally in Survivor, you don't have to worry about Bond girls like sexually walk into alliance discussion, but who knows? You got you can never be too careful.
1: <laughs> okay, I know who you're talking about now. I could see her walking out of the water.
0: With the shells. <laughs> yes, yes. And so at this point, Andrew is pretty awful because he's just like constantly talking about how stupid everyone else is and how he's the master manipulator. And it's not like once, it's like all the time. It's like mm. everything about him is like talking about how stupid everyone else is and how great he is and how he's pulling the strings and how he's the master survivor player. And it's like, bore off. Please bore off. After that we get the a final Craig idol searching scene where he wants to search the idol but he can't get away from camp. Like he he could barely get away from camp to read the clues. So he suggests everyone to go on an island adventure around the island to like explore the island that they have never explored before to go look so he has an excuse to go look for it. Which everyone So is.
1: why? What I don't understand his thought processes there. Maybe I don't, Why I don't, why, don't,
0: why don't you understand it?
1: Because he what? He wants everyone to look for the idol at the same time.
0: He, He's not. He's not saying everyone should look for the idol. He's saying they should explore the. should explore the island because there are a bunch of people who like always hang around the shelter.
1: Mm. But then, I mean, he can't actually get the idol. Then, so why go out as a group if you can't actually go and search for the idol with the group?
0: No, but here's he's, here's here's the he's, he's my thing behind that. Like you go out, you go out on a hike. You're going out on a hike around the island, and then it's like, and then when you get near where you want to be near, you're like, oh, oh, guys, you are going ahead. I'm going to take a dump. And then you go search for the idol. And because you haven't been in for like five mm. weeks or however long, you can like take however long you want and nobody will judge you.
1: Maybe. It seemed, it just seemed a bit sketchy. It
0: made perfect sense to me.
1: Mm.
0: Either way, he doesn't end up finding it because he looks at the wrong tree. Womp womp.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, immunity challenge. It's a survivor classic called Basketball, which is a. Uh, one where three tribe members fight over a ball and they try to score a basket in the water the first tri- the first tribe to score three wins immunity
1: i actually called it brutal basketball it was just all on for young and old
0: any any challenge with brawl in its name is going to be a is going to be a show
1: Th- that actually the challenge actually took over an hour um, oh yeah
0: i did read about that
1: yeah so i mean i think we only saw 10 minutes of it i think they edited it down to 10 um yeah, so over an hour. I, I, there was one point there. I can't remember which two guys. They were just standing there hugging each other. They weren't even moving.
0: That was it, cra- that was Craig and Sam, I think. Yeah,
1: it was it was the most hilarious thing. ever And I thought, I wonder how long you guys are just going to stand there and do that.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes that's all you can do.
1: Oh, it was Like funny. you
0: get you get the guys out of the equation while the girl, while the um your strong girl fights it out. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because like. It was actually a very physical challenge, like very physical, so they actually start tearing apart the challenge itself, like ripping the padding off the pontoon and ripping, yes, the, flag, the, they flag, did. ripping the flags out of the, out of the sand.
1: And I don't know whether it was Phoebe or Flick. It was one of them that was really red on the upper body, um, I'm assuming, from being gripped and dragged mm-hmm. and and whatever else.
0: That sounds like, that sound like Brooke, actually.
1: Mm, she's really red.
0: Because she's like the thinnest person there, so she'd be like tossed around like a ragdoll.
1: God, some of them. I thought they were going to drown each other. It's a bit scary.
0: Funny little moment is like during the third round. Uh, Sue is like trying to grapple with Jenna Louise, and she's screaming about her being a slippery little tadpole. Although I'm very curious as what everyone else heard that as first, mm. because like slippery little blank, you could pretty much fill in a lot of things there, and not all of them are nice.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know why she said tadpole. It was a very strange thing to say.
0: Turn of phrase. Must yes. west Must be a Western Australia thing.
1: Oh is it? It's a I don't maybe. I don't
0: know I'm guessing I don't know Western Australians.
1: All I know when I hear slippery little I think of slippery little sucker from pretty woman.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: Mm. What is it? The oyster when she's trying to eat the oyster? Oh uh,
0: yeah. Anyway, Jenna then shoves you to the ground before running over and hoping to get poi for Sanapu.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, I don't I I love I love it when I love it when people are sh- when old women are shoved to the ground. Don't you?
1: Oh, stop. Um, who who kept shooting so many times it was just it was like time after time after time but I mean seriously those goals were moving those hoops it would have been so hard
0: oh definitely I mean it was i'm I'm gonna try to remember here was it like that in the American version like I don't remember the pontoons moving that much
1: no neither do I maybe they were weighted more like on the corners
0: either way it makes for, it makes for a fun exhausting challenge so
1: I always love those challenges where they're wrestling with each other.
0: One thing I loved was uh, Kate is a beast during this challenge. She's pretty much like single-handedly evens it out for a vow and gets both their goals.
1: Kate's always a beast in everything, isn't she?
0: Yeah, it's her po- positive vibes. Yes. Yeah. I well, really like her. One of my favorite things to do when tweeting at the show is like talk about po- Kate's positive vibes as though they the 25th member of the cast. <laughs> like, Kate's Kate's positive vibes even out for a vow. Kate's positive vibes are... Once took on Chuck Norris and it and ended in a draw. Mm. That sort of thing. And uh, in other entertaining grappling news, uh, Rowan is basically goes at every guy on The Other Tribe forever. And, like, in one of the hilarious scenes, he he's, like, giving Sam a visible on-screen wedgie.
1: Oh, yes. And do- doesn't the camera focus in on that a couple of times?
0: Yeah, I've got screen caps of that. <laughs> I'm well, not
1: surprised.
0: Anyway, Sinapu wins, sending without a trouble counsel. When that's going to be a thing from now on. Hmm. So Phoebe tries to exploit cracks that don't exist in the vow by interrogating Kate, who doesn't, which doesn't really work because she's so reliant on them not picking her to vote.
1: I know, and Kate just said, "You know, I tend to go with the flow." And then Phoebe said, "I'm the same," and I was thinking, "You are so not the same, Phoebe. What are you saying?" Well, the she has blatant, she has, blatant she, lie.
0: It's all part of her damage control thing. She's trying to play herself down because she's she is such a threat. She doesn't want to be seen as a threat.
1: I know, but why would that was that is so far in the opposite direction? Like I
0: mean, she, like, <sighs> I think I think her most operandi at this point is trying to discredit everything Kat's saying mm. because Kat's saying she she and Rowan are calling the shots, so she's like, oh, I'm not calling the shots. I'm just a I'm just a normal i a normal docile woman or whatever.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And uh, that's followed by Sue abruptly interrogating Rowan as to whether Aganoa has an idol, and he pretty much caves like that. Mm. Like that was hilariously bad. Either, either that, or Sue actually interrogated for like forty-five minutes, and he eventually caved after crying for hours. I don't know. Mm. Either mm. option. Either option is funny. Either Rowan, Rowan is either Rowan is a terrible liar, which he admits he is, or Sue's an excellent interrogator.
1: He does things with his eyes. You you can tell when he's lying just with his eyes. I don't know whether I, you noticed that. You could... He has
0: he has expressive eyes. He's a he's crazy eyed.
1: <sighs> he does. He does. I love that um, before they go into Tribal Council, there's the uh, visual of a snake in the grass. <laughs>
0: those are those are always fun.
1: Yeah.
0: But while, while Sue's interrogating him, Cat is once again within like five minutes of the conversation when Ron's trying to turn the vow against her oh, no. because that's a thing he won't stop doing. Like he pretty much has like rage-induced cat blindness.
1: He's not learning from his mistakes.
0: And it's funny. So, Vival pretty much scoop up Cat to get rid of Bro and with an idol in his pocket. So, we see how that's working out.
1: Mm, yeah. Really well.
0: So, the Vival call then are like, they're also a bit put off by how quickly Cat flipped on a tribe and discussed whether or not she'd be worth right getting rid of as well, which is like, no, don't do that. She's literally flipping to your side. She's literally carrying your family on her back. Hmm. I mean, that, that sort of thing. It's also after this we find out that Cat. Kat and Christy are actually in an alliance and been been in one since, the, since like, really early on. Yeah. And they were actually both voting out Rowan tonight, which Cat is, you know, she's slightly pleased over. Just just ever
1: so slightly.
0: Uh, we've got more on that later. So Phoebe tried to actually get the, get the idol from Rowan so she can play it because she's convinced that she's being voted out and she doesn't play the idol, she'll be going home.
1: Mm. I had no feelings at that point as to who was going to go.
0: I knew it was gonna be wrong one hundred percent because like he's been shat on so much by that episode. Like like Sue owned him, Andrew owned him, Kat owned him, everyone's been owning him left and right centre, so
1: I didn't think he'd give away the idol.
0: Well, I didn't think so either. I just was not sure how that was going to end.
1: Phoebe must have made him feel so guilty.
0: He pretty much does like consider giving her the idol, but only if they can get Christy to vote for Sue. And, and uh,
1: lots of people's names being thrown around.
0: Yeah, that's, the, that's the fun part about this tribe. Yeah. Yeah. She runs to Kat and Christy before trouble council and tries to get them to vote for Sue, which is, you know, it's pretty much left open-ended. Like, I don't really think it's pretty obvious that Sue's not going home. So it's just like, which, oh, which of no is going home? Anyway, we do finally get to trouble council. Not really much happens there. It's yada, yada, yada. Agandell in the minority The without deciding who goes home, yada, yada, yada. And I wonder,
1: she, quick question. I wonder if they get told where to sit.
0: Yeah, they're Because pretty, they I, were specifically
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sh- in that old tribes with this tribal council.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, they don't go to, like, sit wherever they want. Every time they're, like, they're, like standing in a line or doing something that seems too organized to be real, it's definitely, it's, it's producers doing.
1: Yeah, it, it was very organized.
0: So, yada, 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 in the minority. Vows just deciding to get him at turn home. And then Phoebe shades Andrew for conning something down to her for playing their game or something. It's really awful and it makes me really hot make sure you like really wish that like that angel would actually go home right away which you know won't happen for a while unfortunately
1: mm.
0: and right before the vote i actually get into this like huge mate discussion right in front of the entire tribe like discussing who they should be voting out Are we went for a group do you have them do you have them do you have the girls
1: i know like, what was that like it was that like was... It, it,
0: was, it was like every other episode of cow wrong
1: yes I love it when they actually talk about it. They're going to vote out in front of someone else. But I wasn't actually expecting it in Australian Survivor.
0: It's funny, though. Anyway, uh, Phoebe actually Phoebe votes for Sue because it's anyone but her. Rowan votes for Kat because he's a man of his word or something. I don't know. And Andrew votes for Phoebe because she's making this game way too easy or something. Oh, my God, it's so boring. Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, Phoebe actually stands up and plays the idol, which she somehow got from Rowan. Yeah. And all five votes have, are negated against her, which leaves 4 the only four votes in play from Aganoa, which ends up being one vote for Sue, one vote for Kat, and two votes for Rowan, sending him, sending him home with two votes on a nine-person tribe.
1: Amazing.
0: It's hilarious. I live. I live for it.
1: <laughs> and then Phoebe says she feels horrible. She yeah, feels she, horrible for doing it.
0: Yeah, she's also furious because they could have easily taken over the game and then, like, you know, they're got they they're the only four votes and they decide to vote each other out. Mm.
1: And she felt bad. And then, you know, on the flip side, she finally realises how other people would have felt about her and, and her doing, you know, plotting against them.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Cerberus of mixed emotions there because, like, Phoebe's furious because they could have taken her the game. Christy actually looks shocked for some reason even though she was one of the two votes. Mm. And Kat can't for one second hide the fact she's gloating Like majorly, it's it's (laughs) hilarious.
1: It's funny.
0: So now Rohan's gone. What Rohan, who I keep on calling Rowan for some reason, or the the other way around, Rowan, who I keep on calling Rohan. What do you think? What what do we think of Rowan?
1: As I said, he strikes me as look. He tries to strategize, but I don't think he has enough um, knowledge or experience as a base for his strategies.
0: I think I think he, he kind of does, but he's just like very bad at keeping it down. Well, he doesn't
1: know how to do it. Then
0: he, he does know how to do it. He's just like he's very high. It's very bad at keeping it on the level. Because like honestly, as a whole, he's a lot better than I thought he'd be. Because like when I think of model, male model, and Survivor, like occasionally we get like the Drew Christies who are so up themselves and their downfall is hilarious. But like more often than not, we get like the Carters who are so boring and subservient and always answer to other people who are who are higher than them in the hierarchy and never think for themselves. But, like, Rowan actually had, like, like aside from having this manic streak to him, because, like, he has crazy eyes. He has crazy eyes every other episode. He, like, he also got involved with a lot of good characters, like both his allies with Phoebe and enemies with Captain. Mm. So, like, and the fact that his, his exit was a blunder for the ages doesn't hurt as well.
1: He got a, he got lucky with his allies straight off the bat.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so up next, uh, Phoebe comes back from Tribal Council having not seen... Crass Christian cat flipping for some reason, while Craig is simultaneously assuring her that she did the right thing and fan, and also fanning her over the amazing place she did, which is like all the right things to be doing, and I'm probably, probably if I was there I'd probably be doing the same thing. I mean as long as I wasn't one being voted out, but yeah. Mm, maybe. I
1: don't think I would,
0: but yeah. Yeah, well I'm a twenty three I'm twenty three I'm a twenty three year old gay boy, so Yeah. <laughs> Craig is my Craig is my surrogate only older. <laughs> Next morning, Andrew is once again gloating about how it's so great and how he has all the power and how it's a perfect player and everyone else are idiots and all that annoying, boring stuff nobody likes to watch and everybody hates about the show, but whatever.
1: And he has a Ferrari in his brain. Uh, and everyone else is driving a Hyundai IXL.
0: Yawn. Nobody, oh, joy. Nobody has ever made a quote about how they're better than everyone else before, especially in Survivor. You're breaching such new ground, Andrew.
1: Oh, and I don't know which episode he said it in, but he said, "And you know, my life, my job is about lying and cheating and and all this to people." And 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 I was thinking, you do have to go to, back to work after this, you know, you do need your job, don't you?
0: Yeah, some people like, some people like, some people advertise themselves too much for Survivor. Like Coach talking about how he screwed over his employers one time in I think it was token chains or something, and it's like. Yeah, sure. Try- good luck going back to work with that.
1: Yes. I mean, there are certain things that I am good at, but I wouldn't profess them on national television exactly. when it might affect your job prospects.
0: Mm. Meanwhile, Craig is once again searching for the idol in what actually might turn out to be the wrong tree. Also, meanwhile, Kat is ecstatic that Rowan has finally gone. And uh, decides to track Phoebe down, and rather than consoling her, she ends up sitting next to her and talking about what a horrible person Rowan was, and how glad she is that he's gone.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, straight to Phoebe.
0: I know, it's oh. amazing. That's why I love Kat.
1: Why? I mean, no she... social
0: grace whatsoever.
1: But didn't she know they were sort of in a, a little alliance, or pre- she just just had sure... no idea?
0: I'm pretty sure she did know. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's why she was gloating to her.
1: <sighs> oh dear.
0: I mean, it wasn't Cat that was on the bottom at the time. It was Phoebe that was on the bottom at the time.
1: Mm. I just don't know why you do it. I mean, if you want to try and get further and you need as many alliances as possible, you don't go and tell the person who was quite happy with their partner.
0: Well, to back. be fair, like Phoebe was doing sort of the exact same thing a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. But Cat was on the bottom and she's still on the bottom and she needs she needs Phoebe. And then she goes and does that. It's not... There's not a lot of forethought in a lot of these people.
0: It's funny, though. Like, I don't like thinking about how this is going to affect the game. I just think about, is this funny? Is it enjoyable? Yes, I live. Of course. So after that, Phoebe goes idol searching in the place to where she thought Craig was coming out of. And she eventually actually does find the idol without a clue. So good on, good on her. She found, she's found two, two idols so far. Anyway, well while most of our asking about basically like moaning about how they're how they're going to overcome Sunarpia and the physical challenges. Andrew basically says, Oh, the challenges get in the get in the way of the real survivor. And he thinks that once again he is hot shit and, they were not, and everyone and else is nobody compared to him. And it's like, Yawn, give us something new, Andrew. You've been saying this for the last five episodes. It's like, child, know your place. Ugh. And comparatively not not much actually happens on Sunarpu because like we get this big long scene of Sunaupi being great at everything and how they all love each other and they're all mates and they're all sexy and yawn boring.
1: Lee I... look, likes looking at all his new tribe mates.
0: Mm. <laughs> like I said, boring. But we do get a, one scene of Lee and Elle, however, contemplating their position on the tribe and deciding to build relationships to help themselves throughout the game, which I hope That's... speaks. I hope speaks well for General Louise, because yeah. she was the one talking about last episode about how they need to do that sort of thing now. So cool. We'll see. Anyway, we get to the challenge, which is immunity already because it's a short episode, where they had to maneuver logs through an obstacle course, use rungs to get across monkey bars and a ladder before using the rungs to complete a puzzle, and the winners win immunity. And we're not going to be around the bush, so Val is slaughtered. <laughs> but let's look at the highlights. Uh, Jonathan's calling out, Sue's struggling because she's short. Uh, Kat's struggling for Val. I'm not struggling. Give me a break. I know. I love that she called back at him. From what I've heard, people actually do that a lot in the American Survivor. That never makes it air. Really? Well, apparently they did it, they did it a lot in Nicaragua. Like from I think uh, Jill's Jill did an interview where she mentioned that.
1: So they want they want it to seem like
0: Everyone. everyone's
1: very nice. And
0: and the def- first approach is the ultimate master Survivor, and word words God or whatever.
1: Yes, Jeff. Says
0: all. And Kate and her positive vibes do well at the puzzle, but Andrew gives up halfway through when when he realises they made a mistake, so Epic survivor player there, I guess. Mm. So before the Trouble counts for vow, we get another scene, again, with Andrew gloating, again, about how a is going to pick off Aganoa because he's never met a dead horse he didn't like beating, really.
1: <laughs> I like I like the next scene, personally.
0: Yeah, the one with Kate where she's, like, trying to talk to, to Craig and swing yes. Craig against Andrew because her positive vibes cannot handle him and his grimy negativity. Yes. I'm exaggerating, but not my mind.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And then Craig says that, um, so, for example, we can vote for Andy, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought that was fantastic. Yeah,
0: like, the exact context of that was, like, uh, Craig – talking to Phoebe and Christy with Andrew about how like whether Phoebe and Christy would like to know what's going on with or whether they want to play their own game. And like he makes the save so like we say, Oh, we've got to vote for Andrew tonight. Would you like to know about that? And it's like funny with Andrew mm. right there. And his,
1: and his th- eyes, his eyes were, he, he was trying to, you know, basically say, yes, just, just we're doing this and his eyes. And I loved it. And I thought, I don't think that has ever happened before. You know, in, in U.S. Survivor, they might say, oh, look, we're voting you out tonight. You're next. Um, I just thought I'd tell you as a friend, blah, blah, blah. But never before have I seen someone actually say, oh, we're going to vote for Andy in a joking way, but really mean it. Well... I don't think that's happened.
0: Uh, sort of, but not really, because, like, in, uh, I think it was Gabon, like, Susie actually said to Corinna Face, like, I was actually thinking of voting for you, and then, like, laughs and plays off as a joke. And then, Chris, and then Karina' gets pissed off because she hates poor people or whatever, whatever her thing is.
1: I don't remember that bit.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was pre it was after the swap and before the merch.
1: Yeah.
0: It's when nobody was paying attention to that tribe. So anyway, yeah. uh, Christy, Kat and Phoebe fume about how Andrew is a dead fish of an awful personality who kills children and eats babies, that sort of thing. And then Phoebe tells him she found the hidden mini idol. But because Kat's cat and doesn't like Phoebe, she doesn't think she's telling the truth. So that's pretty funny. Why
1: does why I don't understand why Phoebe shares that?
0: Because she needs their trust.
1: Mm.
0: She needs them all to be on the same page, not like last episode.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, Phoebe Phoebe interrogates Connor about why Andrew and Sue are in charge despite being the weakest people of the tribe, and it's like Andrew and tr- Andrew in charge really.
1: What What is he doing in challenges?
0: His best. Seriously, his best.
1: How is that possible? I
0: don't know. Either way, we get this, uh, one, one thing we get before the Trouble Council starts is like, uh, where Andrew showed, shows up rallying in the middle of the scene, and like, Christy says, uh, Andy is a rat. He pops out of nowhere at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and it's like, Christy's a poet, and she didn't even know it.
1: <laughs> it was a bit Dr. Zeus then, wasn't it?
0: Definitely. Anyway, we get on the Trouble Council, where Sue and Phoebe get in a small tiff over Phoebe implying that Sue doesn't have any motivation, because she's short, apparently, I don't know and short people aren't motivated because they can never be tall. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there.
1: I think that uh, lit a fire in Sue's belly.
0: Do you really have anything else to add about this tribal council before the vote? Because I've got really got nothing.
1: No, only that um, uh, Kat saying that she was loyal to Vavau and then Phoebe's eyes and, um, yeah, and then Kat's smile.
0: Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, not, not, much other, not much else apart from that, really, then. No. Ah, oh, well, we get to the vote where... Christy votes for Andrew and calls him a superfan who doesn't offer anything, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Kat's vote. It's, pre- it's cut off, but it pretty much looks like she's voting for Andrew because it starts off the bottom left. And Andrew votes for Kat, telling her that she's going to need a whole lot of a whole hell of luck to keep her torch lit, which actually, he slows it a bit, and it sounds like he's swearing.
1: Yeah, it did, didn't All it? Oh,
0: hell of luck. <laughs> anyway, the votes come in, and... <sighs> It's six two to Cat and Andrew, and Cat is sent home. Kat, and then the season is suddenly cancelled. We have nothing more to talk about.
1: Hey, it's a good season. We don't need Cat.
0: Yes, we do. Well, we did. I mean, at that point, we did need Cat. And then, like, the next season, the next no, not the next season. We haven't got that far yet. But like, next episode, there are people who emerge from her shadow. But still, it's like Cat was. You know, if it hadn't been if it hadn't been for saying the next, epi- next episode, the next episode we're about to cover, I don't think that the season could recover as much such a loss because like. Kat was amazing. Like she pretty much kept the season afloat at points.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: you you doubt me?
1: It's it's just a uh, I like, don't she, know. She, you hold her in such high regard.
0: Like she was the one. She was the one causing all the conflict with Naganoa. Like without without Cat would have been like um, discussions it, on on work ethic because like the trial was run by Phoebe and Elle and Lee and all that sort of all that sort of stuff. You're doing, like dishonesty and all that. And then like. Cat comes along like a Mack truck and like, yeah, screws up challenges and overhears plans and causes yeah. people to melt down into conniptions. And then I and understand
1: up, where you're getting it.
0: Alliance of people who are thick, alliance of people who think that the entire trouble is out to get them. Oh, that was, funny. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And like, I do, lo- I do love the poetic irony. And then her name was Cat. She was said to have nine lives and she got very out in episode 10 after surviving nine episodes. Really? Yeah. Like, at this point, she probably is my favourite of the season, and I'm. If it wasn't for the next episode, I wasn't. I wasn't really sure the season would recover from it. But luckily, the next episode happened. Yes. So they come back from trouble council, and it's an, another annoying segment where Andrew spends the entire segment talking about how Kat is a stupid woman, and and well, it's pretty much it's you know, it's contrasted by Sue and Sue and company talking about how awesome Kat was and how t- such a great sport she was, and. Andrew. Oh, and
1: Andrew says that he is happy if Kat is crying herself to sleep. Isn't that lovely?
0: Lovely. And, uh, and yeah, Andrew's is like, well, everyone's talking about how awesome Kat is. Andrew's sitting in the corner looking like a turnip. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and then he yada yada's on about how the girl, how girls are stupid or whatever. And he's just a generally unpleasant lizard person.
1: And he doesn't want to do yoga.
0: Oh, uh, yes, yeah, that. Because, like, next morning, Kate wakes up the entire tribe by going on a pot around camp and force them all to do yoga on the beach, which Andrew hates because he hates fun.
1: Look, I like hate, but how is yoga, a gentle kind of pastime, going to create a fire in your belly for challenges?
0: Uh, Well, I don't know about you, but I would live for the opportunity to do yoga on the beaches of the South Pacific.
1: I know, but it's not going to give you fire in your belly, is it?
0: Well, you never know. Like, it works for Kate. Like, that's why she, That's why all her positive vibes make, make her a challenge ass kicker.
1: Yes, perhaps. Also her, you know, good body weight and muscle mass and things like that would also <laughs> come into play.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like, I love Kate's pseudo-hippiness because she's kind of, like, she's not a very expressive person, but she's a very calming person. And it's, like, sort of, like, hearing her speak about anything is really, like, a zen moment. Where, that's the right description.
1: I understand what you're saying.
0: Speaking of boring, over on a uh, Ellen and Flick want to eat the chickens, but Kylie and Matt don't want to kill the chickens because I don't know, because, like, some of our reason, I really have no idea. They'd rather set them free instead, which is weird. Anyway, this, like, sends Nick into a conniption because he wants to eat the chickens and he fumes at the fact that Matt has more influence in the tribe than he does.
1: I know. And he thinks letting go of the chickens shows how quickly the tide can turn in again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, who had 64 kilograms of chicken nuggets in their freezer?
0: That would be Matt.
1: Why? He was obviously going to have a major party.
0: <laughs> or, you know, people, people stockpile food that are perishables and in places that keep them safe for a while.
1: Safe so from the zombie apocalypse, perhaps?
0: Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> well, well, if a zombie apocalypse happened, like the power would be gone and the, like, all your freezer stuff would, would unfreeze. So you have, have to rely on canned goods. Exactly. The non-perishables. Are we, real, are we really like going into a? <laughs> we need to like have a podcast on the on the RTV Warriors Zombie Survival Plan.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Well, it'll be different from wherever we wherever we live. I believe. Uh, I believe the rewards are next.
1: Yes, and the uh, Sinapuians, if you can call them that, brought the chickens to try and make a swap or a deal
0: because that's, that's a thing they think they can do now.
1: What is that? Seriously. Coming in with the chickens, then they lie about them laying eggs, and then where the hell do they go before the challenge starts? All of a sudden, they're not there anymore. Where are the chickens? Did production just take it off of them?
0: <laughs> that sounds like a thing that could have happened.
1: Oh, dear. And that challenge, that challenge is a basic challenge of Survivor in the U.S., where they run around an oval basically an oval shape in the water and uh, have to try and keep away from the other team who are tied together with six kilogram bags around their
0: shoulders. And it's very much, it's very much classic test endurance because like, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest member. And then when that weakest member, that, when that weakest member drops out, if they have, if someone else has to carry their load, they become the new weakest member.
1: Exactly. And someone said, don't, isn't, isn't the course usually in the same depth of water. Yes, I believe so. I, I don't recall that, but I don't recall it being as deep as it was at the deep end for them. Um, but I do recall some sort of graduation. I mean, you sort of have to when you're going into the ocean, unless it's a really shallow area,
0: or but, unless unless you like um, actually, unless it's like a, a level area where you can like plan it out better. Mm, but mm-hmm. that it's Samoa, and the and the waters there are notoriously terrible, so they probably didn't have that luxury
1: and the and the reward was a chocolate feast involving cake chocolate bars cookies brownies and chocolate milk and basically Sam's brain exploded because he loves chocolate <laughs> um, he should have really led the team of um, Sanapu but but Lee led it and Sam was the rear and uh, Craig led Laval
0: uh, that they, they swapped the, they swapped the leadership at one point didn't they
1: I know yeah at the at the end when Lee... Was sort of falling over, Sam went in front right at the
0: end. Ah, oh, yeah, makes sense. Like, well, you got, well, as far as falling over goes, you're going to be more specific because, like, everyone was falling over on that tribe. That's like, I'm nine beers in.
1: Elle just kept continuously falling over. She couldn't get up. I, maybe she had her leg caught on something.
0: She must have been a loving drinks, soon.
1: Andrew, what was wrong with Andrew? Seriously. What He's is at the it? back of the pack.
0: What is it wrong with Andrew?
1: What? I, uh, anyway, so he gave his bag to Connor. And then he starts offering strategies from the sidelines, of which Jonathan loved calling him out on that
0: backseat challenge competitor.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Brooke fell out for Sanapu, gave her back to Sam. Nick fell out, gave back to Sam. In the end, Sam's carrying twenty four kilos, and Lee has eighteen.
0: And that's that's the point where they pretty much like sprint, and it's game over for that point, right?
1: Yeah, because there's five left on the Um Lee fell down. Sam went in front.
0: Yeah, he, had, he had like all the all the Bags around his throat. It was like it looked like it was about to go the way of David Carradine.
1: Well, he kept, he kept falling over, and just Sam wanted that chocolate. He was running so fast, and yes. he, he looked back, and I think he was feeling, "Oh, come on, come on, Lee, get up, get up, and yes. pull Lee." Yeah.
0: They eventually win, though. Snappy win. Yeah, it was good. Good try, even though we're tired of Snappy winning at this point.
1: I know, but they're obviously good. I don't know what it is about them.
0: Well, they have they have all the the hand selected challenge beasts and without ten months left
1: Mm. so they go off and eat all this chocolate and
0: yeah they go go crazy over the chocolate reward like sam said it's the happiest he's ever been on survivor or happiest he's ever been ever i think and we actually we also get a scene of we got also get a uh, scene of matt sculling an entire jug of chocolate milk i know which which like five seconds later as as per the show like wreaks havoc on his digestion
1: (laughs) he laid down and, and he was in a chocolate coma basically
0: yeah i've done that before sculling an entire thing of chocolate milk and it's like not fun
1: why did you do it i was hungry <laughs> you'll and think I, better of it next time
0: well i a i was hungry b I'd forgotten I'd, I'd already drunk like a liter a liter of milk beforehand anyway so i was like then i had like three liters of chocolate milk three liters of chocolate milk in me and let me tell you being on the verge of about <laughs> to vomit but not getting there because you don't want to vomit <laughs> and then having to wait for it, wait for it to go down before you actually are sick not fun. Not, <laughs> fun. not fun at all.
1: <laughs> It'll probably taste the same coming up as going down after, you know, if you vomit it, you know, quite quickly afterwards.
0: I didn't until the try. Anyway, um, the, yeah. uh, the tribe finally released chickens, which but they keep Chester, who is Matt's number one gal, with, because I uh, got on him from finally remembering that chickens are female. Yeah. And that's it for Snarpy because they're boring. Next. <laughs> The vow are uh, sick of losing, except for Andrew, who wants to go to trouble council to play a Survivor because he's. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the uh, the girls, of the tribe, Sansu go sea slug hunting, which Phoebe and Christy use as an opportunity to ask Kate about Andrew, who is continuously pissed off by Andrew being a lazy and terrible at challenges, and she's sick of the loyalty card being played whenever the discuss- whenever he comes up as a dis- as an option, and he wants Andrew gone. Even more than the Aganoa girls do.
1: So it's so annoying.
0: But we're we gonna wait we're gonna wait a while for those chickens to come home to roost, so we might
1: Next we have the challenge for immunity and it's got four a man and a woman on each tribe I have to hold a long rope and a basket where the other team mates are throwing coconuts into the opposing team basket to see which basket will be left up in the air the longest and that team that tribe wins immunity um so they for sunapu they put on flick and sam and for Vavau they put on sue and craig and basically it's a free-for-all and they go for the men first so they go for sam
0: yeah, and
1: craig it's, first
0: it's pretty much a, it's pretty much a uh it's pretty much a showcase of how awesome craig and sue are
1: basically yeah i mean they held so much up there i mean craig went down first and then consequently sam and if Andrew would have actually run for coconuts and put them in the baskets, we could have had a chance.
0: Yeah, I love. I to love, go down before Sue. I love that it was like a showcase of man. Andrew is terrible at challenges.
1: I mean, what? Is, has he got problem knees or ankles? He was limping at one point.
0: If you'd shown me that challenge independently, I would have like assumed that Andrew was throwing it.
1: Well, he was bent over when he was walking. I don't, I don't get it. He didn't have to run a marathon. I, I, I don't understand it. But then um, I love how Craig was, was helping Sue by saying, dig deep. Dig <laughs> it, Susie Q. Dig deep. And um, that is such an American saying for Survivor. I wonder if we had an Aussie equivalent that they could say instead of dig deep.
0: On you, mate?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I don't know. I don't pay attention to slang around here. so And I watch a lot of American TV. So shrug.
1: That yeah, oh, was an incredible effort by Sue.
0: Yeah. Basically, basically, the only really thing I have to say here besides Craig and Andrew, Craig and Sue are awesome, is Andrew sucked, so...
1: <laughs> and that's it?
0: They, they, get rid of, they get rid of Sam, but Flick stays up, and Sanapu win immunity. Yeah. And this is sending Vavar to the Tropical Council for the third time in a row.
1: It's a bit boring.
0: Yeah, at this point, yeah. We really need to see Sanapu lose somehow. Mm. They all, they all basically spend the, the pre-Trouble Council thing congratulating Sue for her epic challenge performance before deciding it's Christy who's going home, really. And then Andrew spends a whole bunch of time complaining about Kate because he's awful. Like He spends a lot, so much time complaining about her, it's, it's annoying. Mm. So Phoebe and Christy try to turn Craig against Andrew since they already have Kate on their side, while Phoebe later wants Andrew to go home with the numbers rather than, rather than because of the idol, because it would give them security in the game. So... Kate then approaches Craig later on and tries to convince him that Andrew is terrible and brings nothing to the try, which I'm like, you go, girl. And (laughs) Craig is happy both ways, but like Kate basically threatens to leave the alliance if Andrew's in there one more day, which I, which I approve of. I live. I'm living. (laughs) More people should, more people should do that in Survivor. Like, um, just like put their foot down. No, you either get rid of this person or I leave. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think
1: they want to do that though.
0: Yeah, Andrew then like later plans with Christy and Phoebe to get rid of Kate for being wishy-washy, which, you know, is so last minute. It has no potential of working at all, but it's scary that it feels like... it. At the time, it felt pretty scary that it felt like it might work.
1: I don't think they were believing him.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Really? Especially after Trouble Council. Exactly. And um,
1: what I did like in a in whole lot of all the, you know, running around talking to everybody, when uh, Christy and Phoebe were out talking to Craig... Craig actually said the line the song is getting sung. So I thought, oh okay, the fat lady's singing that means Andrew may go home.
0: It's interesting it's an interesting way of phrasing things it's very dramatic it's very dramatic in, in its execution in the way of like how it's phrased, but it's like it could be many things so I like the way I like it. it's very it has a flair for the dramatic.
1: Mm, and he said it so underhandedly. it was if you didn't if you weren't listening properly you would you would have missed it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Favorite thing is uh, how it, the whole thing ends with Andrew going. Tonight is going to be an absolutely scintillating Survivor blindside. And it's like <laughs> you don't say.
1: No, no. I think advertising—they're giving away too much.
0: I um, mean, if, if 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 it'd been Kate who have gone, it probably would have been a blindside. But Andrew was good as well. Mm. Anyway, at Trouble Council, we get uh, Jonathan having praise on the right people because like Jonathan was like. Craig, you're a man among men when it comes to holding weight, Craig. And then Craig's like, Aw, Jonathan, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> I love I love that he does that. It's very, it's very, um, Jonathan's like, I'm not sure if it's intentional, but I, I've i seen social media. I think Jonathan does like, Jonathan is to Craig as insert alpha male here is Jeff Probst. Like, Jonathan does a do a lot of praise on him. It's like, it's, it's fun to see. And it's also fun to see like Craig, res, Craig responding of like this hyper effeminate sort of thing, like, um, when it went back, back last week when they were doing the weight holding challenge, like Craig was like, um, well, Jonathan was like, Craig has not moved one bit. He is a monster in the challenge. And then he's like, thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love a lot of things in the show, but I especially love that. And then Jonathan also goes to Sue that tells Sue that she's a force to be reckoned with. And then Sue's like, I know that. <laughs>
1: like, Just as an older woman would say.
0: So then Andrew talks about how they could have landed a few more coconuts. And then in amazing work of editing, it, it immediately slam cuts to Kate sitting there after she spent the entire day talking about how it's useless in challenges and didn't get a single coconut in. I loved it. <laughs> I, I say love a lot. I should st-
1: No, you can love things. That's fine.
0: I love a lot of things. <laughs> take that, Take that how you will. Anyway, Kate says that she's voting for the best for her tribe and she's also voting with her head, her heart and her guts every time. And then Andrew caps it off by pretty much spelling out that there is not forming new alliances and he's voting with the majority, which burns the Christie phoebe bridges he's potentially tra- had. So it's looking pretty even here as far I swear, as...
1: the things they say at Tribal Council strike fear in the hearts of everyone else in the tribe every time anyone says anything because they all say just a little bit too much or they phrase things just the wrong way that, you know, you get the head turns. The goggly eyes you get the people just panicking.
0: The only time I really think that that was like an act that actually accurately happened was in uh, the second episode of *Cow Wrong* when uh, Jennifer tried to be like all subtle and like say, um "Oh, you never know, then that's going to happen." I mean, people have come up to me and said things, and then it just sort of spiraled out of control. Mm. That sort of the only time I really think that's had any actual weight on anything. I oh think, yeah, I weight. think, I think, I think yeah. everything. I think everything else has been for dramatic, dramatic, dramatic flair. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, you always know that shots at, like reaction shots and stuff are taken for different tribal councils or different times, and not actually usually not at the same time. So yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. So we get to the we get to the shockingly even votes where Kate votes for Andrew, saying she needs to do what's best for the tribe. Andrew votes for Christy and says that he's sorry he couldn't keep his end of the deal, and the votes come in where it's revealed that in a close four to three vote. Andrew is leaving over Christie because Andrew, Sue and Connor vote for Christy, with Kate and Craig flipping on them to vote out Andrew. Interesting. Which in, and my thoughts is, uh, so long, farewell, da, da, I love da, you da, 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 goodbye, 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 goodbye.
1: And then we have Sound of Music made its way into the podcast. <laughs>
0: Yes, because we're so are <laughs> so good, at, we're so good at the frame of reference here.
1: Anyway, he, uh,
0: my thoughts on him really—he didn't—he literally didn't offer anything new. He's like the same brand of boring arsehole who thinks he's controlling everything and tells everyone he thinks he's controlling everything. He, he they appear all the time in American Survivor, but the only thing he really added was he was terrible at challenges as well, and he also liked demeaning women. So
1: so arrogant, yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, there was this interview he did like a day or so after the episode aired, where he was like he pretty much tried to frame it as though he was playing a character. But, you know, that's the sort of response that you give when you came off terribly on a show and you're trying to save face. Actually, you know what? Oh, it was pantomime. I was just playing a character. I was just doing this.
1: You can play a character to your tribe mates, but you can't. You don't need to play a character when you're just talking to the camera when you're by yourself. I so think I think
0: it's about the opposite, actually. Like people are more inclined to play a character with the camera, and then just be just really? be, just be boring, be boring and normal around their tribe mates. Because like, if you if you give good talking head, you're more likely to get more screen time.
1: Yeah, but you don't need the screen time. You just need to get to the end, and to get to the end is yeah, the way like, you
0: act with your tribe mates. Well, like to be fair, there's like as much as I love her. Does anyone remember? Does, do you do you know who got who, do you know who got to the end? Sierra.
1: Yeah, I know Sierra. C I E R A. I know she was a pretty bland individual. Wrong Sierra. Which Sierra? a <laughs> <Worlds> part Sierra? <laughs> so there's another Sierra. No, you see, I don't remember that Sierra.
0: Exactly. What did she look like? Exactly. She was, uh, she was the she was the long she was the blonde, tall, long, tall leggy blonde on the. Yes.
1: Okay. Now I remember her. Yeah, she was very bland.
0: I mean, I personally like her because she's a very really, she, she's like a very nice person who is given a really shit hand, and she almost she really almost won the season. But like, she was never the person to go to after outside of a few episodes. She was never the person to go to for talking head. It doesn't matter if you get to the end. If you give good talking head, and if you give good TV, if you do that and you're somehow relevant to proceedings, you'll get a good character edit. And like, Andrew sort of chomped down on that by being a an annoying arsehole and like well, that was, that was an intention, uh, whether that was his intention to be an annoying arsehole character or it was just him being annoying arsehole, I, I leaned towards the latter because it seemed the response seemed more like someone who didn't like how it came off and tried to play into it to save face.
1: But I mean, you know how you're going to get a reaction to what he said. I mean, you can't yeah, say like, the Ferrari Hyundai Excel quote without, you know, getting this backlash from the public. Yeah, but in, like... You've got to expect that. He's got to expect that.
0: Yes, but, like, remember, you know all those online polls, right? Like, the, the one on the, on the main website, the one on Inside Survivor, all those?
1: Mm.
0: Well, he, he he or someone he knows actually, like, actually had, like, a bot, like, rigging it for him, so it was, like, constantly voting for him and, and soaring him to the top of the top of the polls, even though, like, I don't think there was anybody who was ever a fan of him, ever. Like, you know, Kylie was getting votes, Christy got votes last week, it was sort of, like, these, these people make sense getting votes, and then Andrew got, like, 50% of the vote when he, he wasn't even in the episode.
1: I know. I was very surprised that that like, was happening.
0: It, it does, like, not, like, you know, none of this is matching up. Like, like he said, bing, 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 alarm bells. None of it matching up. Mm. So And might talk on Andrew, because I don't want to discuss him anymore. I hope that shot of Christy smiling and waving to the camera in her vote for him haunts him in his dreams for the rest of his life. <laughs> Next week on Survivor, Craig is looking for the idol, but Phoebe already has it and is ready to make a big move. Hasn't she
1: made lots of big moves?
0: Yeah. And that, sort of. Why can't we have more? Okay, so, yeah. let's go. All right, so that's pretty, much, that's pretty much all of Survivor this week, but we do have uh, a few more things to the cast. So we're down to 15 people left, right? Uh, 15?
1: One, two, three, four, six, seven. Yes, 15. So
0: we should, we should pretty accurately be able to summarize be able to pick out a winner right now. I think we should.
1: Really? They're all over the shop.
0: I think we should. I'm not sure if we can, but we should. Okay. my. So if, so <sighs> who, would, who would be your top three?
1: I would say Phoebe, Kylie, or Sam.
0: What's reasoning behind, reason behind those three?
1: Phoebe's a good strategist. Kylie's a strong individual. And Sam is likable. I think he could make alliances just on likability alone.
0: I agree with Kylie, because she's getting a very good underdog at it, even when she's not really relevant to the scene. But like, I, my thing with uh, Phoebe is I think she's I think she's primed for a like a smackdown at some point. Mm. Um, and Sam, I think he's like, I, I know people are p- hating all this praise on him, but I don't think it's going to translate to a winner. I think it translates more to a fan favorite.
1: Yeah, I can see where you're going there.
0: Yeah, if I had to pick my two next contenders, they would be Kate because she's always been like she's shot up in relevancy a lot in, in the past few weeks especially especially since like her um, story about almost dying mm. and her positive vibes are pretty much driving the season <laughs> and for my third pick i'd probably say uh, Jenna louise cuz she's much like much like kate she's always relevant even when she doesn't need to be like up until i'd say last episode she's had a confessional every single episode yes which is shock- which is a shocking statistic considering she's like it's always like either narration or summarizing what's been happening. And it's like, she's always in the picture, even if, even if you don't really notice it, she's, she's there, but she's not like, she's not the star of the scene, but she's always there. And she's like, especially recently, recently after getting, after getting swapped over to the trial to get, to get screwed over, she's been picked up in irrelevancy heaps.
1: I don't want her to win.
0: Well, it's not really about who we want, it's about how we think. I
1: know, of. I know.
0: But speaking of who we, who we want to win, who would be your top three favorites of the season?
1: My favourites are Kate and Kylie, so there. I like Kate. I just don't see her winning. Um, and then I like I like Lee.
0: He's got a nice body. I
1: don't know. He's trying. He's trying. I like that he's trying. He's not doing very well, but he's trying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Anyway, my top three will probably be uh, Christy. Number one. She's shot up a lot ever since Kat, ever since like Kat and her have been a pair, a visible pair. Uh, my second would be Kate, especially after Laugh the last episode where she, where she strong armed with it, getting rid of Andrew. And number three would be Craig because, well, why not?
1: Do you think Craig's going to go far? Where do you think I, Craig's going to
0: go? I don't know where, he, I don't know where he'll end up, but I hope he ends up far. Mm-hmm. If I, I, I had to do number four, it'd probably be Jenna Always as well. Mm. because I, I like her. I think she has, she gives a good talking head, and I, I hope she does, I hope she overcomes Nick and his awfulness.
1: Yeah. Now a question for you. Since we're at fifteen now, at the end of next week we'll be twelve. Do you think there'll be a merge at the end of Tuesday's episode?
0: Um, I think there'll be three eliminations next week, mm. and then possibly at the end of that episode there'll be a merge.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Merge at twelve because you can't really merge. Oh, you could merge at ten, but usually you need more people on the jury.
0: I think I read somewhere. I can't remember where I read, it, but read it that the the structure of the end game going to be is going to be a merge at twelve. A jury of nine and a final two. So that means that's, that...
1: Where, where's that one person going?
0: They're not going to make the jury. Why? They used to do that a lot of times in well, I remember?
1: That's awful. I remember, think that's remember awful.
0: Remember Gretchen, yeah. uh, Jeff Varner? Yeah,
1: it's so awful. Because you think when you get to the merge, at least you've got a chance to be on a jury, even if you get voted out. That's so sad. If you it's get like, to merge and then you're out.
0: It's like stumbling in that final hurdle. <sighs> so I, I think next week we'll have three eliminations, possibly a tribe stop in there, depending on how things go. And then they'll merge it. Tw- they'll merge either at the end of the episode or at the start of the next week.
1: Yeah, and they'll have it as the commercial. Watch the merge, blah blah blah.
0: Or and I, and depending on how it goes, if they if they do it at the start of the next week, they'll either have an episode dedicated to the merge and then the the final pre pre jury elimination and then the first juror, or they'll just or they'll do the or they'll do two jurors in the, in that week. How they do it?
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: I think we discussed everything that is discussed about this week. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's it. That's it from us here at Queen's The Island Podcast. Join us next week as we break down the next three episodes of Australian Survivor. If you have anything you'd like us to cover next week on the podcast, feel free to contact us via our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, our Twitter page, RTV Warriors, or contact either of us via our own Twitter accounts, Bear333333 and Y. Until next week, see you then.
1: Bye. At the price I'm paying for this stock, Mr. Morse, you are going to be a very rich man. I'm rich enough. I
0: just want to head my shipyard. Slippery little suckers.